Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Karma You podcast. Thanks so much for listening today. Hope you're doing well. Today, I'm talking to the wonderful Sarah Powell. And we have a brilliant discussion all about self-celebration. Sarah Powell is a speaker, celebrant, and she's the founder of Celebrate Yourself, a framework which encourages people to celebrate who they are. Doesn't that sound good? She is an accredited wedding celebrant, writing and conducting bespoke ceremonies. And she's developed the well-being and self-help tool, Self-Celebration which she speaks about in classrooms, workshops, and live events. She's a columnist for Red Magazine, and she co-hosts two podcasts, Jules and Sarah with Jules Von Hett, and also Wobble, a podcast about body confidence and happiness. So in this podcast, we talk about what self-celebration is. Sarah shares her own journey of her experience with her mental health and how she came to do this work. We talk about why being kind to yourself is basically the most important thing and how we can start to do that more. And she shares some brilliant practical things that we can all do to start to feel better about ourselves. Before we get into the episode, I want to invite you to come on over to karmayou.com forward slash free and enter your email address there. And I'm going to send you a free anxiety busting toolkit, which is essentially amazing free resources to help you to be a karma you, including a hypnotherapy session, affirmations, worksheets, loads of information, and wonderful things that are going to help you to feel calmer and happier. So head over to calmyou.com forward slash free to grab those. So let's get into the episode with Sarah Powell. The Calm You podcast is made possible this week by Simprove. I was first recommended to take Simprove, a live bacteria food supplement by a nutritionist when I was having digestive issues. Now, drinking their product every morning has become part of my morning ritual and I wouldn't be without it. It's basically become my most recommended product. My parents, my sisters, my boyfriend, even my in-laws and my parents' friends are all taking it now because I rave about it to everyone. It has massively improved my digestion and I used to have problems with food intolerances, which I no longer have. You can save 25% off your first four-week pack of Simprove when you visit www.simprove.com, that's spelt S-Y-M-P-R-O-V-E, and enter the code CHLOE25%. 
so welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. Thank you for the lemonade. Thank you for the posh jammy dodgers. (laughs) (laughs) They're a little bit broken in the bag on the way. They got slightly bashed, but you know, it is what it is. Just going to add to to the experience. (laughs) Yes. Can you tell us what it is that you do and how did you get to where you are. So I'm Sarah Powell. Hi, I am the founder of Celebrate Yourself. So Celebrate Yourself works in two ways. So the first way is with ceremonies, bespoke ceremonies. I am an accredited wedding celebrant. If you're getting married, listening to this, hi. And I believe that you can have a ceremony for anything. So if you're like, if you've got a big life event, whatever it is, whether it's something with your health, whether it's a birthday, an engagement, a divorce, something with your work, just something that needs marking, I believe that you can have a ceremony to sort of celebrate that. And then the other thing that I do for Celebrate Yourself is my self-help and well-being tool, which is self-celebration which I have created because I want you to celebrate who you are, basically. And I think that there's a real tendency that we can be quite mean to ourselves. And I mean, you know all about this, Chloe, the sort of the mean voice, that inner critic, that voice that goes, nah, you're not good enough, or you know, you're not doing enough, or just berates us for the things we haven't done and the reasons that we haven't changed, even though we said we wanted to, all of those sorts of conversations that just play out over and over again. Self-celebration kind of turns away from that and finds all the good stuff. So all the amazing, tiny, little, brilliant things that happen every single day that kind of slip by completely unnoticed because they're not big, loud, crashing achievements. But actually, you know, chances are if you've got up and got dressed and left the house this morning, you've already done 25 things that are really good, that are really, like, they're achievements in themselves. So that's, yeah, that's my thing. Amazing. I have to say, from people that I speak to, the thing about beating themselves up is the number one yeah. issue that people have. And all, all my clients have some form of anxiety or kind of confidence issues. And it's huge. Yeah. And often people don't even realise they're doing it. That's it. We just think it's part of how we talk to ourselves. It's like, oh, no, that's just how I speak to myself. And it's really amazing when you can put a bit of distance in, isn't it? And go, oh, oh, hang on. This is a really cruel way of speaking to myself. And I can find something else. I can sort of, because I think nobody's ever won an argument with their mean voice. Because that's the tendency, isn't it? To go, no, I am good and I am doing really well. And then the mean voice will just come back with something else. It'll just shout you down a bit louder. So for me, it's not about, getting rid of that voice because I don't think we can I think it's about finding something more kind and more compassionate and more supportive to just tune into and I think if we can find a sort of happy medium between knowing the mean voices there and actually embracing the nice caring comforting celebrating voice I think that's I think that's going to help at least yes I love the idea of not because I think sometimes we I know that I've done this. I'm like, why can't I just, you know, stop that voice? Like, I should be over this by now. And we beat ourselves up about beating ourselves up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The double-edged sort. That's fun, isn't it, when that happens? Mm, I was feeling bad. And now how can I make myself feel a little bit worse? Yeah. And we, there is that. Yeah, you can almost start cheerleading your own mean voice. Like, it comes out Mm. with something. 
And then that's really unhelpful. Like, God, I wish I got up earlier in the morning. That's something that my mean voice always wants to get hold of. Like, well, you should have got up earlier. Well, everybody else gets up earlier. Why not you? Me, 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 me. And then I can actually sort of get behind it a little bit and go, yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? And it just becomes this awful, drudgy, very sort of boring energy zapping situation. You don't need it. Do you know what I mean? I think that's the thing. I think we can mistake that mean voice for things like ambition and that, well, it's only the driving force. But actually, I think that there's a difference between a really kind, supportive, cheering on voice going, great, you're going to do this. Yeah. How can we, how can we do this better? Like, how would this help? What can we do to be kind? I feel like there's a difference between that and something that's a mean voice that's going, you said you were going to earn more money and you still haven't, or you were going to lose weight or you were going to go to the gym or me, me, me. Do you know what I mean? I feel like actually it's never helpful you know what I mean it never tells the truth really that mean voice I love that distinction because I think sometimes deep down we think this mean voice is is gonna mean that I'm more motivated to change you know if I could beat myself up about the fact that I did this I won't do it again yeah you know and does that really work yeah (laughs) no it's horrible yeah 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 can we go back to the thing about celebrating different slightly jumping around a bit but no do going it. back to do people celebrate divorces do you officiate I have divorces I'm desperate to do a divorce party yes. Perry, like desperate and I keep putting it out there and I haven't done one yet I mean the thing the important thing to say is the business sort of celebrate yourself even saying business still makes me feel a bit oh no not really I want to apologize for it which mm-hmm. is ridiculous it's not been going a year like I only launched in October Everything that I've learned and everything that I'm talking about, I'm the case study for. I was in this position of being really hard on myself, really down on myself, lots of anxiety going on and just old stories really playing out over and over again. And I knew that I needed something to get me out of that position. And so that's how I sort of discovered and sort of created self-celebration, if you like. And then obviously the next step to that was to kind of turn it into something that I could really, that people could recognize and people could pick up and go, yeah, I'd like a bit of this, please. So that's kind of how it all sort of came together to be celebrate yourself as it is right now. I had another question, question, which was, I'm jumping around. Can you talk a bit more about that, about how you got into that? How did you discover this? Did you? So I'd always been somebody who I'm really lucky. I'm really fortunate. I've got a lovely family. I've got an amazing husband. I've got a lovely home. Things are wonderful for me. And I always felt like I could never quite relax and just enjoy it. I always felt that something was a bit off. And as a result, I was really anxious. That's how my anxiety sort of came up. And so because I could never sort of relax and enjoy it, I always thought that I could fight if I could find the thing. If I could find the answer, the one little trick that I was missing, that other people, I assumed everybody else knew, then I could just be happy forever and just skip through life without all these insecurities and anxieties. And I really believed that for a long time. And I created the idea of like this sort of future self where everything was grey and everything. My future self had it all. Do you know what I mean? And I really put a distance between her and me. And so I was always waiting. I was always in this position of waiting to have all the answers and waiting to live my best life. 
And I remember getting into my 20s. No, I remember turning 30, so I'm 35 now. I remember turning 30 and thinking, God, is this it? Have I got to keep waiting? Because that had been my whole of my 20s. And before that as well, it had kind of been there, this sort of idea of waiting. And a lot of that was caught up in things like my weight. I was always, you know, waiting to lose weight. So it was always, when I lose weight, then I'll be happy. Then I'll love my body. Then I'll wear great clothes. Until then, I'll just have to make do being this, being my body. And I'll just, you know, have to apologize for it and carry on hating it. But one day, it'll all be fixed and I'll love it. And so that was my story forever. Do you know what I mean? For just going on and on and on. And my inner critic was really rampant and I was anxious and I was quite miserable, really, if I'm honest. But I think it's really important to say I was still going to work every day. Do you know what I mean? I was still doing things. I wasn't like just sort of cancelling plans or not going to work or not forwarding my career. And at that point, I was um, a radio presenter. So that was my thing for years, sort of coming out of university. I was radio presenter, did a little bit of TV as well, all that kind of stuff. And so I was still doing my show every day and I was still sort of doing all those things. But I did know I wanted to do something else. I always knew I wanted to do something else. And that kind of coincided with also knowing that I needed to find something to get me out of this really unhelpful pattern of being. And it would, that sort of like self-destructive behaviours, whether it was food, whether it was drinking, whether it was boys, whatever it was. Do you know what I mean? It was all just a bit sort of chaotic. And so I started mindfulness a little bit. I'd sort of always dabbled with having a look at what was going on and, and sort of trying to get to the root cause of it. Mm-hmm. And I remember I read Jen Sincero's book, You Are a Badass. And you know, you know what it's like when a book just finds you at the right moment and it just opened up everything. And her whole idea is that if you don't like something in your life or if something's not working for you, it's up to you to change it rather than waiting, rather than waiting for all these magical things to arrive and turn up. And that just, I mean, I remember reading it in the bath and you know, when the bath goes cold and you're still in, I was like a little prune in the bath because I just couldn't (laughs) stop reading this book. It was just going on and on. And that was it really. I sort of made that decision in that moment. And at that point I'd sort of wasn't doing my main radio show anymore, but I was still doing a show at the weekends because I kind of had to still cling to radio because it had been my identity for 10 years. And I sort of read the book and then literally did that thing, like went in on Monday and I was like, I'm leaving. And they couldn't believe it. You know, they were like, well, what do you mean? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do three more shows and then that's it. I'm done. Wow. And I didn't have anything to go to particularly. Do you know what I mean? I was just like, I just know that I have to get rid of this old stuff to be able to allow new stuff to come in Mm. and it did and it worked which because I was really clear on it I think that's important to say I was really clear I was like this has got to go it was you know I just kept having these moments and it's not Mm. to say that it was all really easy because I sort of talk about I finished on the radio and then I had probably like a year and a half in the wilderness where you know, if anybody's ever sort of experienced this, you know you want to do something else, but you don't know what it is. And it's a really uncomfortable place to be because you've got all this energy or all this creativity and you just don't know where to channel it. You don't know where to sort of place it. And obviously there's things like you've got to pay your water bill and things like that. So there's all these kind of things happening at the same time. 
But I remember when I left the radio, I was like, this is going to be great. I'm going to find my thing. I'm going to find the one thing that I'm meant to be doing. Fantastic. And it was just awful. Like I say, for about 18 months, it was really tricky and it was really tough and I just didn't know what it was and I just couldn't find it. And then people say, what do you do? And you say, I don't know. And it was just kind of all of that. So it was really uncomfortable. And then I'd retrained to do the weddings. So to do, I'd got my accreditation to be a wedding celebrant. And I knew that I loved that, but I knew there was something else I wanted to do alongside it. And then I think at that point I was done. I was like, right, I'm done. I'm done trying to find my thing. It's really boring. I can't do it anymore. Like I'm just going to get a job. I'm just going to get a full-time job. Whatever I do can just fill in around that. Lovely. And then I went out for lunch with your friend of mine, Chloe, Miss Lucy Sheridan. I went out for lunch with her. She came on one of, I do two podcasts and she came on an episode of Wobble, which I can't say enough good things about that episode. It's so good. And we went out for lunch and I was like, Lucy, I'm done. I'm going to get a job. And she was like, whoa, 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 whoa there. (laughs) And we got talking and... I realized that I just needed that bit of direction. You know, I just needed to get all of these things like self-celebration, like people being kind to themselves, like all the podcasts, everything, put it all in one sort of place. And that's when I hired Lucy. So Lucy was and still is my business coach. And I always say, if it hadn't been for hiring Lucy, it wouldn't be a business. It would just be me, probably not even sat on your sofa, Chloe, but it would be me going... Yeah, I still want to do something. I'm still trying to find my thing. So yeah, for me, that's what I needed. I needed somebody to grab it with me and go, right, yeah, let's let's build this. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's so helpful to have someone that can see a vision that you can't necessarily see or see yeah. what's possible. Yeah. Or... And to remind you that it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's because it's so hard when you're on your own. When you're on your own doing anything, whatever, you know, if it's all got to be down to you, I really believe that we all need somebody to go, you know, when you, you've got yourself in a hole where you're like, I can't do this. I just can't do it. What am I trying to do? Your imposter syndrome is just off the chart. And you're like, who do I think I am to be doing these things? Mm. It's lovely to be able to have somebody to go, no, you, you own this and this is your space and you can occupy it and you can occupy more of it than you could ever imagine. So yeah, I think you need somebody for the practical stuff and you you also need somebody to be able to go you've got this babes you're doing it yes yes oh yeah definitely love Lucy Sheridan a lot okay so you had the sense of kind of um what am I gonna say (laughs) or feeling like something's not quite right in your life and something's kind of missing and wondering or putting off feeling happy because you think you can only be happy that's what I wanted to say yeah so I just wanted to go back to that idea of I'm sure a lot of people can resonate with this that we put off happiness we tell ourselves right when I've you know lost a stone when I've got this when I earn this much money when I've met a partner then I'll be happy and actually that never works because when we're in that mindset we're constantly moving the goalposts it's never quite enough and we can get comfortable there mm. as well. Because I think that sometimes when you get every, something that you want, it can be a bit wobbly. Do you know what I mean? You can be like, oh, oh, well, everything was meant to be perfect here. Oh, no, no, no. Well, I don't want it. I'll, I'll get rid of it in some way. I think we can self-sabotage sometimes with that. Like, so mine always has been. So I call this the waiting room. 
this place. And I think you can be in a waiting room over anything at any given moment. And I always talk about this whenever I talk about self-celebration because we put ourselves there. Do you know what I mean? We create this. So it could be anything. It could be when I lose weight, when I move house, when I get a promotion, you know, when I've, when I've met somebody, when I've split up with somebody. It could, do you know what I mean? So it could be around anything. And they sneak in as well. Like we don't decide one day I'm putting my happiness on hold until I've met someone. It just becomes a story, doesn't it, that we just tell mm. ourselves. And so mine was always my weight, always. And what happened was I was like, when I am this weight, when I get down to being this weight, then I will, I'll be happy. Everything will fall into place. And it's funny because I was talking, um, we've done some a special episode of Wobble with Megan, who is Body Posy Panda uh-huh. on Instagram, just amazing. And she talks about this as well. And she said, because she had the same sort of thing. She was like, oh, well, when I get to my goal weight, that's when I'll be fine. And she remembers getting there and getting on those scales and seeing the weight that she'd set. And she looked in the mirror and she was like, but I still hate my body. Like, what's going on? And I was exactly the same. I, I got married in November. I lost so much weight to get there. And I got to that weight and I was like, oh, like, I, I don't know. It was really, there was so much pressure on getting to that weight that inevitably I just put it all back on. Mm, Do you know what I mean? Because I think that it just becomes something to really beat ourselves up with, actually, that it's like, well, I've waited for this and this this was meant to have all the answers. What do you mean it doesn't have all the answers? So yeah, I think the waiting room's a tricky place. I think it's really good to recognise that we're there. I think that's the first step. And I just think the most important thing to know is that we can just get ourselves out and it can be as simple. It's a big decision to make and follow through on, but we can decide. We can decide, okay, I'm not going to wait anymore. Like for me, it was always clothes. So I was like, right, I won't wear clothes I really like because I'll save those for when I have lost weight. Mm. So I was just always wearing something that would do. This will do. Oh, this will be useful. That's how I shopped. And at the beginning of this year, when I put the weight back on after the wedding, I was like, maybe I'll just start wearing clothes I like as like I mean that was radical for me Mm. to go into a shop and to go oh I'll just buy it in the size I am now not think oh there's no point buying this because I'm going to be two dress sizes smaller in a month so I won't be able to get in it anyway and that was getting me out of the waiting room for me that was the message that I needed to give to myself and I'm not saying that you need to go out and spend loads of money to get yourself out of a waiting room but just recognize the thing that will alert yourself that you're not standing for it any longer. Yes, I love that. And I'm just reflecting on my own mm. experience of this and thinking how I get my mindset into like, right, once this project's over, yes. and I'm like stress myself out with this project, and when that's over, then I'll allow myself to relax and be happy and yes. take care of myself. But actually, you know, I don't know, I found that achieving certain goals, yes, they might feel good, but it's it's not really worth making yourself miserable just for a certain goal that's quite a short-term thing and actually maybe it's about the everyday yeah. kind of and happiness. I, I think it's so common that self-care is the first thing to go. It certainly is for me as well. When I'm busy, it's like, oh, I haven't got time. I haven't got time to love myself. I haven't got time to make good, nourishing food for myself. You know, I haven't got that. I'll pick that back up when I stop being busy and it's so completely the reverse, mm. isn't it? It's, it's always got to start with those basic foundations of, well, how am I going to feed myself three times a day? 
How am I going to have a really good sleep? How am I going to make sure that I get water? You know, those things. What do I need to meditate? Do I need to, how am I going to keep calm? Because it's quite sort of, there's a lot going on. And I'm telling you, Chloe, as I'm telling myself this, because I'm having a really busy sort of couple of weeks and I need to come back and I need to remember to actually look after myself because this is the time that I think you need it most when you're really busy or vibrant, as Lucy Sheridan vibrant, would say. Yeah. Lucy Sheridan wouldn't say busy, she'd say vibrant. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way to reframe it. Yeah, I think it's always a reminder. You know, I, I have to remind myself, even though, again, like you, I, I kind of, I'm always telling other people about this, but I have to remind myself to come back to those practices because it's so easy for life to take over and to think that, oh, there's other things that are more important, but actually that's most important, the yeah. simple things. And it's a process, isn't it? It's all a process. We don't get to that magic place, like I was talking about earlier, where, oh, I just look after myself all the time and everything. That's really easy for me now. You know, I think I thought that for a long time as well. That future self knows about doing a good food shop, getting you know drinking enough water my future self does that and it's it's really easy to forget that actually it is day to day it's day to day it's constantly it's always a process to look after yourself and to make sure that you've got the things you need because things are so easy on some days and they're just so hard on others you know you don't get to this brilliant place of perfect hydration I just don't think anyone (laughs) (laughs) it is that thing of yeah, the perfect future self that, mm. yeah, perfection is never attainable. So no. let's just yeah. put it in the bin. <laughs> I think, put it don't worry bin. about it. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask you because I, I was talking, I was singing your praises with a friend of mine. We were talking oh. about how much we love your Instagram stories and how they just make us really happy just, just to <laughs> see what so you're up nice. to and your lovely oh. good morning. Um, Nobody sets out to get a catchphrase. Yeah. Really. <laughs> literally me being silly and it's funny with Instagram stories because Instagram stories started for me because I had finished my radio job so my radio show had gone and really I was on my own in my house and I just wanted to connect like I just wanted to communicate and at that point you know I got like 30 views or whatever on my Instagram story so I was like it's fine nobody's watching I'll just be silly or you know just talk about putting the bins out or do you know what I mean like how there's three flies buzzing around so whatever do you know what I mean just the day-to-day drivel and nonsense and it was really lovely because people started to really respond to it and people sent me lovely messages and now I'm sort of in this position where I've got this gorgeous community who are all just heavenly, like, and we've just got, yeah, we've just got this lovely sort of thing going on. And I can't believe it because it is just me talking rubbish in my house. Do you know what I mean? Just about like what I'm having for tea. But I love it. I absolutely love it. And I always sort of say this because I think there can be a lot of pressure around social media, whatever, whatever that looks like for you. I think you've got to enjoy it. I think that's first and foremost. And that's not to say you're going to enjoy it every day, but on the whole, I think if social media, you're not having a good time on there, don't bother. And I think also there's that tendency to go, well, I've got a business. I should be on Twitter. I should be doing Facebook ads. I should be doing Instagram. I should be doing stories, da, 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 da. And it's like, just do what you like. Just do something that you enjoy doing. And for me, it's stories. I really genuinely love it. I really have a good time. 
like I get excited when I'm going to go morning you know it's just (laughs) ridiculous but I do I love it and I think that helps with sort of the connection I think that's Mm. why people respond to it Mm. so well because I'm I'd do it if nobody watched it Chloe (laughs) (laughs) but my friend said it helps her to feel like all is well in the world when she watches your stories so so definitely check can you share your social media handle now at this Sarah Powell yeah yeah please come on in you'd be so welcome yeah do you have to have like boundaries with your social media do you find that you get because I've I've started, I don't, I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast yet, but I, I actually delete Instagram every day. Do you? Like a weirdo, because otherwise I spend hours. I yeah. get I get sucked in because I, yeah, I get into stories. I get into just, I don't know. Yeah. And it, for me, it was, it wasn't even like feeling bad about myself. It was more just time. Yeah. And <laughs> time. it does completely, it's amazing how much time you can waste. Time scrolling. You just look up, don't you? And it's like, oh, great, it's been 40 minutes and I don't feel any better for it. Like, yeah, I'm definitely still finding my way with it. I'm a lot more aware than I used to be. And also I feel like it's a signal to me if I'm spending a lot of time scrolling, it's probably an indication that there's something else going on. I'm either procrastinating because there's something that I'm putting off. So I should probably have a look at that, what's Mm. going on. Or I'm like hungry for something. I'm looking for something. And I'm like, whether that's, I don't know what that might be. It could be inspiration. It could just be that I'm anxious. Do you know what I mean? I'm looking for something. I'm looking for something to distract me or calm me down. So I feel like now it's more, do you know what I mean? It's more of a signal that it, I'm being triggered in some way. Mm. But I'm still guilty of it. The best time I had was when I didn't charge my phone in my room. I got into this really good habit of putting the phone in the other room to charge. So it means that I wasn't on it last thing at night and it wasn't the first thing I did when I opened my eyes. So that was good. I should go back. That's a I good must idea. implement that again. Yeah. You do need an alarm clock though. That's yeah. all I would say. Because obviously, because yeah. that's why I think most of us have it in our room is because we use it to get up with. Mm. So yeah, bring alarm clocks back. Yeah, I'm on a one woman mission. <laughs> yeah, so that's good. But it's still, you know, I, yeah, I'm still finding my way with it. And I definitely find myself in those holes. Deleting it's a very good idea. So you, you delete it every day. And then I reinstall it and spend my half an hour. Yeah. Do my stories, do my comment replying, do a little bit of checking out what other people are doing, yeah. saying hi. And I delete it. That's so good. And it's saved me time. Yes. Have you noticed a big difference? Massive. I have like an extra like two hours a day. (gasps) That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, read more books. I always say that. I'm always like, I don't have time to read. Why can't I read? When's everybody reading? And it's when I'm scrolling and watching Love Island. I'm sure that's where everybody else is reading. Yeah. Well, one thing, just to go back to something you posted, I think you did a story about it on social media, was, and it was something that I really related to. And it was this thing of how, Often we don't really allow ourselves to switch off and we do two things at once. So we might be watching Love Island, for example, but we're also kind of half answering emails or we're yeah. half doing something on our phones. And it's like we can't just give ourselves permission to switch yes. off. Yes. And you don't do either then, do you? It's exa- Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I would sit there, something would be on telly that I wasn't really fully engaged with because I was meant to be working. But all that was, yeah, exactly. And then I had my laptop open, but wasn't really doing anything. And so you come away from that really unsatisfied because you haven't relaxed. 
or watched something that you want to watch or whatever and you haven't done any work so it was just leaving me feeling really you know like when you feel like you've eaten loads of party food and you feel really sort of groggy afterwards Mm. it was like that sort of feeling and then my inner critic would get hold of that my mean voice would be like me you haven't done anything you're so unproductive me 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 so yeah that was really fun that's a really fun way to spend an evening and we do have to choose to relax I think and I'm really bad for it because I think well there's always something else I could be doing you know my mum's a bit like that my mum can't watch a film because she just keeps thinking about all the things that she could be doing she could be doing putting a wash on she could be emptying the dishwasher she could be walking the dog you know something that she can't just sit and allow herself to switch off or relax and I think it's really important but I'm still totally trying to find my way with it about how it looks because at the moment it does look like food or it does look like what does it look like yeah love island probably realist i don't know what i'm gonna do when it finishes because <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to think what did i do before love island? Do? <laughs> but yeah food's a big one for me yeah yeah it's like oh well i'm relaxing now so i'm gonna eat all of this mm. i'm gonna eat everything that's mm. that's my my switch has gone in my head so yeah i think it's really important to navigate and just find the things that fulfill that relaxation like what does that look like you know Mm. um yeah I'm still still on the hunt for it still discovering what that is for me yeah I think and I definitely relate to that I know lots of people listening will relate to that as well and just you know I always say this to my clients it's it's actually productive to relax yeah it's actually productive to relax because we can we're recharged and we're able to be at our best in the rest of our lives when we've taken that time away so and I always get inspired I, you know, it's that thing, isn't it? They say you have the best ideas in the shower because you're not forcing it. You're just allowing your mind to relax and switch off and it hasn't got to be anywhere or do anything. And then suddenly I'll have one of the best ideas. You know what I mean? I yeah, find that yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So everyone switch off more, put the yes. phone down, enjoy Love Island uninterrupted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have you got any kind of, I don't know, what are some practical, maybe one or two practical things that people can do to mm. feel better or to start to celebrate themselves, be kinder to themselves? So I needed something that I could do anywhere, anytime. Because if I had too much of a, a fixed practice around something, I knew that it would probably slide and then I'd beat myself up for it. Like I did um, a gratitude journal for a couple of days. You know, you write love three lovely things that have happened today, three things that you're really grateful for, you write them down. And I did it for a couple of days, gorgeous thing to do, lovely. And then I didn't do it. And then I was like, oh, it's fine, I'll do double tomorrow. I'll be doubly grateful tomorrow. And then days and days went past and that was it. And then I would beat myself up for not doing my gratitude journal. So that was really unhelpful. So I wanted something that you could do anytime, anywhere. And that's what self-celebration is. So you can do it whatever your day looks like and wherever you are because there's always something to go oh that went really well oh that was quite good actually like what happened on there was one today that I had that was really I really wanted I had this craving for brown buttered toast that's what I wanted at 11 o'clock this morning Chloe and nobody could talk me out of it like that's what I wanted and I was walking down the road and it was one of those roads where everything's a bit glossy and a bit shiny and I was like nowhere's gonna have brown toast 
And I looked to my right and down the bottom was a real proper greasy spoon calf. And I was like, perfect. Went in, got buttered toast for 80p. I was like, this. And, and I was like, Yum. this is so great. Like, this is so great. How brilliant. I found this shop and it was just here. Even though this is like, you know, the shiny, glossy city and everyone's in suits. Fantastic. And it's things like that, really. It's the smaller that. And I always say the smaller, the better. The smaller, the more tiny, the better. You know, if your bus comes within a minute. I mean, that's like a huge celebration for me. Anyway, you know, there's all kinds of things that are happening all day, every day. And, and everybody's will look different. You know, the things, something that's not a big deal or worth celebrating for somebody will be like the greatest thing that's ever happened to somebody else. So, yeah, I think we don't get too judgy about what you're sort of honouring and just, yeah, just see how you go with it. Because, it, you know, it's going to feel weird as well. And also, I think your mean voice is going to want to get stuck into it and go, meh, you can't celebrate that. Who do you think you are? Do you know what I mean? Whatever. <laughs> so just know that that's coming. Yeah, yeah. And just carry on regardless. I love that idea of thinking of the really specific little things yeah. that we so often take for granted. We don't give ourselves credit for. Yeah. And we have such like, yeah, just huge expectations for ourselves yes. and don't give ourselves enough credit for the things getting that, out of bed yeah. in the morning, you know, going to work. If you feel a bit anxious, That's that can it. be a massive oh achievement. Oh my God, getting dressed. Getting yeah. dressed is such a drama for me every day that actually when it's done, I'm like, oh, great, I'm dressed. You know, all the, you fill your water bottle up, you, you know what I mean? You finish all your lunch, you remember that it's somebody's birthday, you forget and then you text them and say, oh God, I'm really sorry, I forgot. You know, all these sorts of little moments because we're all trying our best. Mm. I think that's the really important thing that whatever your day looks like, you know, you're still doing your best. And somebody said this and I can't remember who it was, said something like, today you did 100% of what you were capable of. You know what I mean? So you're 100% on one day, might not look like you're 100% on the other day, but it was still everything that you had that day like you're doing it and you're doing your best that feels so good to think about like that it's like a sigh of relief for me oh my god I love that that's such a good thing to remember you're doing your best you did 100% of what you're capable of yes somebody else said that I can't take credit for that but I can't remember who it was was. so yes if you know please do let Chloe know yes yes um I was gonna ask for something else that's gone out of my head Ah, it's this heat. It is this heat, (laughs) this awful heat. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I remembered. What you said a minute ago just triggered a memory of, I think you said, who do you you think you are? Yes. That was something I think used to get said when I was growing up. I'm sure my mum or my my auntie have a thing of like, who does she think she is sort of thing. And do you think that gets in the way of us being able to celebrate ourselves? Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I think celebration has got a bit of a bad reputation because I think from a very young age, I had exactly the same thing said to me. Don't get too big for your boots. Don't show off. Don't, who do you think you are? Nobody like, you know, don't get too cocky. Whatever. Nobody likes to show off. That's it. Nobody likes to show off. All those kinds of things. And it's absolutely true that we need humility. Humility and gratitude, I feel like are the offset for showing off in that negative way. But actually quite often, I think that when we're told those things, it's to stop somebody else feeling bad. So it's like, don't be too big because you'll make somebody else small. And that could be a sibling, that could be another kid at school, that could be, oh, it could be anyone, do you know what I mean? Cousin, whatever. Or even a parent, do you know what I mean? Like, 
So I think, yeah, I think that's what we're brought up with. Like, keep it small. Don't shout about yourself. Don't tell everyone how great you are. And it's not about that. It's not about bragging. You know, self-celebration isn't, you know, nobody else has to know you're doing it. It's for you. It's for you to champion yourself and become your own best mate with that's what it's about. So nobody else has to know that you're doing it. Mm. Um, because I think that if you're behind yourself, if you're your own best mate, it's going to show up in every area of your life, isn't it? It's going to show up for everybody. Like, you know, whether that's people who are relying on you, whether that's work, whatever that is, it's going to show up everywhere. So you don't need to tell everyone how amazing you are because they'll just see it, babe. They'll just see it You'll just emanating. Be You'll just be doing it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I do think it's had a tricky time, the idea of self-celebration. And I think when I initially talk about it, people do go, oh no, it sounds a bit arrogant. It sounds a bit, you know, full of myself, but it's not. It's not about that. It's about just coming up to that maximum potential of ourselves rather than staying small and lingering around the two-thirds full Mm. sort of stage. Yeah. And I suppose the flip side of the idea that us celebrating ourselves makes other people small is that sometimes if we're celebrating ourselves, it can inspire someone else to to do the same. Yeah. It can actually help someone else to feel like that's possible for me. Definitely. And if somebody else does is made to feel small by something you're doing, it's so often about something that's going on for them. You know, it's something that you know, like it is for us. I always think that if I see somebody or hear about somebody that makes me feel bad, what's it telling me about me? You know, it's not about them, Mm -hmm. really. It's about me. And what do I want something that they've got? Is that what it's showing to me? So yeah, I feel like if it's if somebody if you're sort of doing you in the best sort of brightest version of yourself, if somebody doesn't like that, that's kind of their problem you know and that sounds quite unsympathetic and it doesn't mean to but I just think be mindful of that because they might have something going on it might Mm. be tricky for them to be able to give you what you to be able to sort of reflect that for you I suppose but that's really complicated I think that's a really sort of complex point that I've just glossed over very lightly (laughs) there um yeah I mean it reminds me of I always think when I get triggered by something it's like something is plugging into an old wound of mine. So if I see someone doing something that I want to do and I go into, oh, I'm not good enough. Like, what's wrong with me? Yeah. That's coming up to be healed. And that's actually showing up because I need to do some more work on loving myself and loving the little not yeah. good enough Chloe. That's, yes. You know, so yeah, we just need to remember that it's, it is about those triggers coming up and it is. Yeah. It's coming up to be healed. So in a way, it's good when yeah. those things come up. Even if it's uncomfortable at the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh, this is so interesting. I'm definitely going to be celebrating things like... Good. What am I going to celebrate today? Going to the shop to buy lemonade. Yes! Recording a podcast. So much to celebrate. Yeah, anything. The smallest, tiniest, the smaller the better. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Tell us what you're up to, how people can find out about you and work with you. So I'm all over Instagram all the time. Um, Slide into the DMs. Very happy to have you. So I'm at this Sarah Powell. And then the website, sarahpowell.co.uk. The newsletter, you just scroll to the bottom there. You can subscribe. And that's for classrooms and events and all that kind of stuff. 
I'm hoping to do something very exciting in September, which I will tell you about as soon as I have figured it out in my own mind. And then I've got two podcasts. I've got Jules and Sarah, the podcast, which is feel good, total nonsense. It's me and my friend Jules, just like two nanas on a bus chatting. And then we also have Wobble, which is a podcast series that we do about happiness and body confidence. So loads of amazing guests, loads of lovely people, brilliant chats, all that kind of stuff. So yes, come on in. Amazing. Amazing. (laughs) It sounds really good. And so you run online classrooms, Mm. kind of workshops where people can learn. Yeah, that's it. I do at least sort of a few a year. I will have just done one as you're listening to this podcast. So yes, that's gorgeous. That's like two hours. You buy a ticket. It's yours for life. You can watch it live or on the replay. You can join in from anywhere in the world. But yeah, the newsletter subscribers find out first about all, about everything to do with uh, online classrooms. So yes. And then what I really want to do is more live stuff. I want to do sort of more live events and things like that. So yes, there's plans. There's plans afoot. Very good. Very exciting. (laughs) Can't wait to see what else you do and where you take this. Thank you. Oh, Chloe, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. I have to say I felt really uplifted after Sarah went and I did go and make a list of things that I wanted to celebrate for myself that day and it felt really good. So I hope you'll do this too. Come on over to Instagram and let us know what you think. You can find me at Chloe Brotheridge. If you've enjoyed this episode, please do leave me a little rating in iTunes leave me a review. I'd be really, really grateful. And so I just hope you have a wonderful week and I hope you're going to be celebrating yourselves today and always. And I'm sending you loads of love. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 